Hello and welcome to Hawk Talk. It's my Hawk Seed Culture Podcast where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and all sorts of awesome. My name is Danny Shepard, and joining me as always is my lovable band of degenerates. Nah, we're good boys. Starting with Tony Smith. Whose man's is this? Jeremy Lee. <laughs> that young? And Noel Shafflin. Somebody no. collect their mans. <laughs> what? I like that. Like mayonnaise? Right over Danny's head. Wait, did you hear the whose man's is this on the show? Mm-mm. Or was that was that elsewhere? Where were you we? You said when- that so we were watching um when we found No, you said it right before we were recording Hawk Talk. Yeah, no, we found, <laughs> is that it? We found that- pictures old pictures of Jeremy. And you're like, dude, Jeremy's style and like face and body and hair have just changed, I think, more exponentially than anybody else in <laughs> and you yeah. were like, you were showing me pictures and you're just like, whose man's is this? <laughs> you like switch over, whose man's is this? And you cracked up. I <laughs> could not. <laughs> Tony was dying. It was he, he was laughing yeah. so hard that w- it was inaudible. He was he was yeah. just like <laughs> Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I was not good. I was not cool. It, it was just like you were suck, never cool. trying to suck in air. <laughs> well, if you guys like the show, then you're obviously here for us to talk about some geek stuff, possibly some nerdy stuff. And every now and then, everything that's awesome. So let's just jump right in. But if you guys like the show and you want to support us, you want to help us make more dope stuff like our Isma Vlog show, which is out now. Go check it out. Those episodes are crazy. <laughs> Seriously, I'm really excited about everything we're doing with the Isma Vlogs lately. It's, Me too, man. It's and it fun. seems like everybody who's been watching It's them, all a blur. Okay. Everybody who's been watching them so far has had like uh, the con- I've been reading every comment. I've been trying to react to all the comments and respond and everything and- and I'm really happy that you guys seem to be really enjoying it so far. So if you haven't gotten a chance, they're really short, five to ten, five to eight minutes, really. <clears throat> and they're super fun, and you kind of get to go on this adventure with us and see how we make the projects that we make and uh, see us actually in our element. Because most of you guys just kind of see us when we're on the show or when we're in videos. And uh, this is basically us in our lives, yeah. just hanging out and doing Inviting dumb stuff. Inviting you in. Come hang out with us. Come hang out with us, man. That's Whose man's is this? Whose Dan's is this? Reading your Rainbow. Dan's. I'm your Dan's. Okay, Reading so Rainbow. we got a lot of stuff on the docket to talk about. Lots of questions from lots of places and lots of news from lots of places. Ooh. So, But the first thing that, that I personally would like to, to chat about is yes. that young throne that you can play like a game, the Game of Thrones episode. The new one that just came out. This is spoilers. If you have not seen that episode and you want to see it and you care about seeing it. Red flashing lights in your heads right now. Spoilers. You're going to sing the song? You're going to sing the jingle? There's a jingle? Yeah. Oh, it's a spoiler. Oh, wow. Alert. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a spoiler. Oh, yeah. You're like, it's a spoiler. Oh, like, I, I haven't done it in a while. Yeah, it's been a while, dude. Do it now! Do it now! It's like John Ralphio style, right? Yep. It's a spoiler alert! There we go. Now we can begin. All right. Uh, What an episode, y'all. Oh, my God. Beyond the Wall. That's the episode. All right, Ace Ventura. (laughs) Yeah, dude. um, Great character building. Yeah. I loved all the conversations leading up. Before mm -hmm. we get to, like, the meaty. The very opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. The opening scene was great. The opening shot of, like, traveling through the map. And then we get to the shot of them through go, going through the mountains. And you're just like, what a Whoa. shot. Yeah, dude, it was Lord of the Rings. It was yeah. like. This is straight I up. Looked, this is real. Yeah, I looked at Carissa and I was like, 
where are they right now? Iceland. <laughs> where is this that they're at? The this land is, of ice. <laughs> this is scary. I don't, I wouldn't no, I wouldn't want to be the there north. as an actor. That's scary. The <laughs> There's snow everywhere. Where do you go to the bathroom? You where see do you the go to everywhere? Things? Where do you eat? The world you is get, your bathroom. Where do you go Tony? to like cry if you just want to be alone? Oh oh no. Oh God. I think I hyperextended my wrist earlier today. That high five probably Ooh. would have broken my hand. Oh, <laughs> oh man. More, more on that later. You'll, you'll, you'll if you want to see how that happened, not this week's ISMA vlog, next week's ISMA vlog. We'll show you exactly how that happened. <laughs> I'm so sad, man. You guys went, you guys went and I wasn't able to go. Yeah, dude. sorry, man. Actually, you know, I was watching some of the material you came up with, dude, and I was like, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't go. I was like, <laughs> I'm still kind of sad, but I feel like everybody, like the two people I didn't think would get hurt because I feel like they have objective reasoning and mm. logic built into their psyche were the two people that did get hurt. Dude, the, the, I got hurt doing the last, the last the thing. The very last it thing. Was, like, literally, we, we were, were on the way out. out. And you I didn't was, have to do that. I didn't. And Jeremy, I found out Jeremy did it, and I was just like, yep. all right, ego, <laughs> I got to do it now, too. And I ate. So imagine Dang. Tony. So I'm me, right? I am me. No, you're who not. it is. And Danny just did that. I would. I am five times that. So if someone does something, I'm doing it right after them. <laughs> yep. And I'm trying to one up them because that's just. I don't know why, but it's you're, you're competitive, dude. Yeah. You take I, your work seriously. I, you I, I guess that's what time. it is, dude. Thank you for assuming uh, some positive intent from me. I hey, appreciate man. that. But I got you, fam. Hey, we'll go a different time. I promise you will see me yeah. do a salmon ladder. I promise you guys. Yep. And I'll do the drink two that the mineral oil. You'll find out more, again, not this week's ISMA vlog, but the next week's ISMA vlog, and that one is really fun, especially if people people who are fans of like the superhero stuff that we do, this is really has nothing to do with any of that. It's great. Go check it out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so Great. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Going back to what we were talking about. Yes, yes um, please. I was for sure that at least half of those people were going to die. Oh, yeah. Which Same. they technically did, the red shirts, but I meant like half of the faces that we know were going to die. Like, I was almost 100% certain that both both Thoros and Beric were going to die, but more specifically that Gendry was going to die because it mm. just felt like Game of Thrones to be like, hey, look at this great thing we got. Now I'm going to rip him away. <laughs> I mean... Hey, remember Gendry? We're going to kill him. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, remember Benjen? We're going to kill him. I just love killing. <laughs> I just love killing. <laughs> oh, boy. Here I go killing again. <laughs> so I uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think uh, this is honestly probably my my favorite time of the year because you have this really awesome moment where Game of Thrones comes back and then right after that, like Stranger Things, and then while that's happening, you have... Yeah, Stranger Things is coming up. Guys. When? No, 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 no. Backtrack. What did you say? Yeah. So Game of Thrones is, is going on right now, right? And yeah. then right after Game of Thrones, you have in this fall area, yeah. you have Walking Dead and you have Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming <laughs> up, guys. <laughs> All right, Bruno Mars. Stranger Things is good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Bruno I Mars enjoy does that it. noise. Remember 24 24 karat magic? He is like, Ugh. yeah, he does that You're weird. Yelling at me. Okay, you got it. So this is a really cool moment where I get real. Uh, <laughs> oh hi, Mark. I get. Uh, oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> oh hi, Mark. No, I didn't do it. I did not. I did not. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We're so bad. 
So we just so I, I just showed Tony scenes from the room. He was not ready. If you guys Whoa. haven't seen the room, quite bad. <laughs> yeah. We are real off the rails on this episode. Yeah, yeah. So we continue. Are. Game of Thrones. So there, I don't know. There's like a lot of stuff that happened where I was really excited and also kind of overwhelmed about. Obviously, the big one would be like the ice spears and like the effect that that had. Dude, before like, we get to like the huge moments, can we talk about the little moments leading up? One of those is when John killed that that walker. All the other ones dropped. That's big. That was a huge moment. That yeah. was huge. Barrett, dude, we finally got to see. Dude, okay. Okay, okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. The main moment where you see the sword go on fire was dope that we got to see in the trailer, yeah. right? Dope, cool. Dude, the first time, almost as, almost as sick, if not sicker. If not sicker. They just, like, yeah. they just, just dropped like it was no big like, deal. Yeah, I was just like, was dude, just like he just, what? Dude, it's so awesome anytime it lights up. Like the sound wait, wait, effect okay. they let do, me, and it's practical. How dude, the hell did the you sword just do is that? practical. <laughs> Like it's Dude, when real he, when fire. He puts it out, it just like dips into the snow, and I'm just like, and then you hear that cool. ring. Yeah, like so cool. So before I don't want to get like too heavy into this. Does anybody know audience or my sweet degenerates in front of me? Do you guys know what that's all about? <laughs> I know like what's what's happening in that the moment? flaming swords. Yeah, is it the Lord of Light? Is no, it? I think they said it's it's wildfire they use on their swords. Mm. Frick, that's I, so I think, cool. I, I, think no. I read that somewhere, but please don't quote me on that. I'm not 100%. I need to confirm that. that would but make sense I'm pretty sure I read that it was wildfire that's covering their blades, and they sure basically really, were able really to really light it. About that. Like a flint in their hand. That's why they Some, have to touch it every I time. I think so. I think so. Mm. Yeah. Now, how sense. they put it out, the though, I'm not as sure about. It's like, what's his name in Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> his gloves are a flint. Yeah. 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 Okay. Dope. Every time he snaps. So you can't, okay, fire. so they can't create fire. They manipulate fire, basically. They, well, I think they're, they, so the wild, wildfire is like the chemical that's on their blade. And basically they somehow are igniting it. They're Kinda igniting like, it and then using and wielding it as, okay. Yeah, that's I, pretty that's I think cool. though. Yeah. Okay, just, just putting it out there. But uh, when he says, kill him, you'll kill them all. I'll be like, oh, that's how they're going to end this war. <laughs> yeah, they got to kill the Night King. Who do you think it's going to be? John. John. Dude, of John, course. I of think course. I think Barrick is going to die fighting them. I think I wanted him to die fighting them this episode. I thought that would have been sick. You but, think um, John is going to kill him by using his dragon that he's going to ride? Bruh. Probably. Dude. dude Ragon. Dude, John riding a dragon versus the Night King riding his dragon, bro. Okay, dude. here's a question. This is a big one, all right? So, obviously we said spoilers, obviously so, the ice dragon. Yeah. Yes. The Night King's dragon, yeah. Viserion. Uh, here we go. Viserion is smaller than Drogon. Drogon is the biggest, right? Viserion and Rhaegon should you be the same size. You guys keep saying this, but I don't see that in the show. I don't see that either, but from what I understand, these dragons don't grow in captivity. The other two dragons were in captivity, mm -hmm. so they did not grow as Dro big. Dude, Drogon is massive. Oh, no. yeah. I'm not saying he's not, but he, I guess... He's Seeing the size, like when they were like jumping no, off yeah. the cliff next to Terry, I was no, like, yeah. they look, they don't look. Ba small. Dude, based in scale, uh, they're still big. They're, they're just smaller than Drogon. than Drogon. Well, the big one was when you would see them fly together, and you're like, okay, oh, got it, Drogon. Okay, <laughs> look at uh, oh, so Drogon. no, that's fair. Okay, a good comparison is look at Drogon. Huh? <laughs> uh, look at Drogon when he is looking at Jon Snow's face, and his face is right next to Jon Snow's. 
body, mm-hmm. you know, so because you can kind of get gauge the the height of Jon Snow versus the size of this dragon, right? And then you look at the Night King when he touches Viserion and brings him back to life. He's like two size. times. He's like Vaporeon? two times the size. He's yeah. almost two times the size. Vaporeon. Like, yeah, when he brought back Vaporeon. Vaporeon. Yes. So, my question. <laughs> face. Sorry, I know that was a bit of a walk, but my question is. Rhaegon and Viserion, or Rhaegon and Drogon, are going to continue to grow because they're alive. Mm-hmm. Is Viserion going to continue to grow, no, or are they not gonna even going to touch on it? He has to, if, if they don't let that dragon deteriorate, your boy is not going to be happy. Wait, so do dragons just keep growing? No, no limit. Yeah. Dragons will not stop growing. They're they like said our it in the show. In our ears. Whoa. Yeah, they're like alligators. They're like I don't know. Alligators are like that. They age old. They age old. They age, they <laughs> age, age old. old. Thank you. Hey, Noel. Like Good a job, fine man. wine. Like, like f- olive oil. A pot roast? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. There, no, that friends. was. That, yeah, I mean, me too, man. <laughs> I started this. Who's I have to end it. Whose man's is this? You have to end it. No. 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 Uh, you know who I... But one of the moments that I loved the most was between the Hound and Tormund. Yes, he's yes. like, so your mean is like, fuck off, <laughs> and just kept going. Tormund, like a little, like were a little you born kid. mean? Yeah, yeah, he's a little, he's he's the little brother. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite conversation though was Beric and Darian and Jon Snow. Yeah, that dude, moment was so cool. Such like a it just good solidified why they do. They're just good, just to be that good. That was heavy, dude. That was, that the was really up, heavy. The buildup in storytelling. And the format of the story of this specific episode was its own film. Mm-hmm. You yep. can say the same for every single episode Game of Thrones has ever aired, right? Mm-hmm. But this one specifically, because honestly, this was so self-contained. Movie. Yeah, like it mm-hmm. was like you could jump in at any moment and not know any of the characters and be like, "This is really serious." Like, yeah. shit. You could watch, but it'd be fun if you watch the first five episodes, like five or six episodes, and then you watch this episode. You're like, how did all of these characters get together, and why are they here? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy. Imagine yeah. watching season one and then jumping to watch this episode. You'll probably be wondering, all right, so that's the Sir Friend Zone. He's there. All right, Gendry, that's the guy that Ned Stark ran uh, went and met up. Okay, so he's still kicking. Jon Snow. Okay. Okay, John right, who's the redhead guy? Who's the guy with the eye patch? Who's the red priest guy? No, you <laughs> see that guy, Barrick, you saw Barrick. You saw Barrick in Thoros in season one. You didn't see Thoros. You saw Barrick. You saw Barrick. But oh, you're right. he was played by a different actor and looked completely yeah. <laughs> different. <laughs> and then like, they light up their know. swords, and you're like, what is going on? Hold up. Dragons? That the Lord of Light. Man. That episode was sick. That episode was crazy. Yeah. Man, I right when I saw the shot, I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> Chris, also, was, Chris was like, that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> Jon Snow going to be hooking up with his auntie. With his, so aunt, with his, his aunt. auntie. That's, that is his aunt, yeah. right? It's hella, she's hella so his aunt. Let's go over the, just really quick before, I don't, I keep saying this, before we get too deep into it, we always do this, but what does the lineage look like? So... There are three. There were three Targaryens before John. The Mad King is Ares. the father. Yeah, Ares the second. The Mad King. Aegon is the f- no, no. There was no Aegon. Aegon is like three hundred years before Jesus. Um, Aegon the, the first. Yeah. Rhaegar. Rhaegar is the son of 
the son of the Mad King, the heir to the throne, and the father of, of Jon Snow. John and Viserys. Or not, no, 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 just John. Just John. Just John. His other two children were killed by the mountain, and uh, Elia Martell, his wife, or ex-wife, as we find out, was raped mm. and murdered by the mountain. Now, there was also Viserys and Daenerys. So those are the siblings. Yeah. So are th- are the Viserys, siblings Rhaegar, of and Danny. Rhaegar. Yeah. So Ares, who did... Okay, so... Oh! Rhaegar so is the, the son. Yeah. Yeah. So Rhaegar is the father of Jon Snow, or Jon Targaryen, and mm. Daenerys is technically his aunt, but they were born at the same time, so they're the same age. Let me ask you this. A lot of... You know, we had a few fans who have said on Twitter... They just kind of weirded, weird, they're weirded out. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty weird, dude. It's weird. definitely, yeah, no, totally. It's totally It's weird definitely thing. incest. It's but. weird in the sense of our culture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, if you but take the context, it's normal. yeah, like, in taking the context, like, even in the medieval times, it was totally cool. Even, I mean, an American, I mean, Edgar Allan Poe like, totally married his cousin. Like, that happened. Jerry Lee and Lewis. She was, and, That's a thing, too. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, totally. So, to give you an idea, like, that. Totally weird to us, but like in the sense of this world, just based off of the Lannisters, totally and normal. the Targaryens. Danny would not be here if, yeah. if it wasn't for incest. Yeah, I don't condone it. I don't oh, approve no, of do it, I. but I, I want these two it. characters it's not to abnormal in this weird. universe. It's not abnormal, and not I cool. do want these characters to end up together personally because I think that it just it works better for the story. It works better for the world. I think in general, like that one little. Big, <laughs> one little big. That big little thing <laughs> is, and you know what the thing is? They're gonna find out that they're related. And it's probably not even gonna be a conversation. They're probably gonna be like, "Hmm, this is kind of weird," but whatever. I mean, we haven't heard anything yet, right? I don't. I still don't want them to get together. <laughs> I, Why? Because I think it would make for more interesting writing if they don't fall in love with each other. If they just become allies and they just like rule. I think it's a stronger story development if they do fall for each other but they're not together that could be cool that could be cool i don't know we've been with each of these characters since the beginning since the first episode both of them they've both sacrifice with so (laughs) much adversity so much adversity since the beginning of the series and they started out on opposite sides of the world and it's Somehow. called Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, she, he's ice, she's fire. I think that it, I personally think that this is a, a, the, a, a circumstance where that romantic relationship would be appropriate, would be fitting. I feel like we earned it. And neither of them have fallen in love I mean, with any others. We or, definitely earned or it. Or is John a Song of Ice and Fire? I guess we will have to wait and see. What? Oh. Yeah, that's what I always thought. Oh, Jeremy? You literally mm-hmm. take out the G and he is the son of Ice and Fire. You are. Okay. A, a G? I'm yeah. A, I'm s- You're a, a G? G or the son of Ice and Fire? Whatever. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Any I'll- final notes on this conversation? I hate Tony. Don't. <laughs> so, okay. I have one more final note. I'm going to be Breaks. honest with you guys. I'm actually excited. I will kill you. I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. I uh, I had a bit of an issue. Mm -hmm. I have. I had. Okay. I I don't know. It wasn't. So 
not like a huge. I was totally nitpicking to preface what I'm about to get into right now. And I don't want to like. I'm gonna say it again. I don't want to spend too much time. Is it that everybody was teleporting around? <laughs> everyone's just moving really fast. Yeah, you know how far away Dragonstone and East Watch is? Yeah, that that was I mean, you could always kind of like say like like maybe Gendry is actually super fast, right? And maybe based on time that what you were seeing, maybe it was like two or three days. It looked like two days to me. Like that was a good forty eight hours. If you if you ran nonstop, Danny, for like a good forty eight hours, you'd probably reach somewhere pretty quick. But you didn't dead, travel and he that almost far. Died. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, and he definitely almost died. And he didn't. They didn't travel that far to get to that because they made it look like the the uh, the army of the dead were pretty close. So um, there's that. I wasn't really. That wasn't a big deal for me, honestly. But and you could always say, hey, look, maybe ravens are really fast in this world. Maybe time dragons just, have to be because yeah, they're big. And exactly. They, I mean, those I know can those things are friggin' big. So, I believe that. Um, the big one was for me was that if if we're seeing so much of the Night King just kill these people, it seems to me that it's almost like he's doing it as lessons. Like, so he's actually thinking through what he's doing and how he's doing it. Oh, he for sure has a plan. That's what I mean. So, it's like, an intimidation for me, tactic. Yeah, so it's a for me, it's like I would really just to get off this really quickly, like. I want to get this out. I really want to see more of the Night King. Mm-hmm. And Noel said it really, really well. And you can say it again, honestly, if you want. But you said we either get more or we get nothing at all. And we just let it play out the way it's going. For me, it's like... Why? He's like nature. Exactly. Like, why Why would you, as, as the Night King, you're this close to these guys, 150 feet away, 200 yards. They're sitting ducks. And you don't... Try to throw spears? Like they, that, that, why, why I think they didn't throw spears at them is because they... I think the Night King's not stupid. I've, I, the Night King seems like an intelligent person. And he sees that these are skilled fighters. And I don't think he wants to waste throwing a spear because more than likely they can deflect it or dodge it. And, second, and another reason why I don't think that they came down there to fight them themselves because they're not going to risk their lives when they have plenty of dead people to get rid of. Right. That, no, as, as tactics, that's totally correct. Mm-hmm. But this is Jon Snow. Yeah. If the Night King, if we're assuming that the Night King is an intelligent zombie person, man, mm-hmm. White Walker thing, mm-hmm. he knows who Jon Snow is. Yeah, more than likely, Monster yeah. Monster man. Why would you not attempt to try to kill the man who is one by one, I don't know if anybody notices this, one by one yeah. taking out his generals. Yeah. He's taken out two. There's only three left. There's two more under under the Night King, and then there's the Night King. John, there's, no, there's there only... Was, there was four behind him. There was four? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Either way. I, That's I, slight I work. Yeah. That's slight work for Jon Snow on a, on a nice, cold afternoon. <laughs> okay, your boy chopped that dude in half like it was... Tuesday morning. Yeah, so, no, I com- I completely agree, but I, I still think that he'll he's willing to his his army is more expendable than either of is. his generals. Totally. Yeah. So I think he believe no, and that's the thing for me. It's like I I kind of agree with that on a tactic level, but if this is your arch nemesis, which it is at this point, there's this is the only man he has seen. I don't think the Night King sees John as a nemesis. I think he sees him as a minor inconvenience. Yeah. I think I the think Night King truly... thinks. That he is a god and sees this this man, and I think he looks down upon any of the humans that he's seen. Like he, 
there's no expression on his face when he sees these this the dragons when he sees Jon Snow. No expression. He doesn't care. He's not scared. No, he's not scared at all. Huh? Yeah, walk walk in in the park. park. He threw that spear and killed Viserion like it was no big deal. No big deal. You think he has any problems killing Jon Snow if he really wanted to? I don't think so. I think so. Yeah? I think so because he's he's been brought by the back from the dead. I think Jon has been kissed by death and it's almost like it's it's now evading him. I don't know. I the think, Night King I has think, been around for thousands of I years. Think, he's seen some shit. I understand, totally. But I don't think he's ever seen a man that's been stabbed over 20 times and has come back to... Do you think the Night King knows that, though? I don't know. He knows a shit ton of other stuff, <laughs> like taking down a damn dragon. I mean, I'm sure, like... <laughs> people, like, the Night King has been alive for a long time. I've, I'm pretty sure he's seen other people come back to life. I mean, he brings people back to life all the time. You do. Okay. Um, well, technically, they're still dead. 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 He just makes them undead. Mm-hmm. Just un- undo that. Control Whereas, Z. like, Jon Snow is, like, straight up alive. There's never been an indication yeah. that he's physically a dead body. But there are walking. legends of other m- men who have come back from the dead. Mm. Brought totally. back to life from Lord Light. It's, I don't know. I, just, I think Lord it's interesting. Light. I think that, like, just kind of, like, my I guess my point here is that... You just want to see more development I want, on the Yeah, like, I, we... Okay. I think it... It, like it behooves the directors, as at least maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to incite, hey, look. These characters don't know anything. And these characters in don't know heads. anything, so let me show you, right? Or let them show themselves. And now you have Sam, who's leaving with all these books, these closed-off books. And for me, it's like, I really, I just, I want to see what that lore looks like. Yes, we understand how they were created, but like, what happened after that? What happened in between now and then? So, and, and, and like, that's a big deal. But for me, I, I had a... Maybe that's I, what the spinoff will be about. I had a bit of an issue with the whole fact that, like, the motor skills were really inconsistent. Like, you, you can hold swords and know that you can't pass ice, but you can't throw weapons at the people that are 50 yards away from you. That just like I was, said, that's an intimidation tactic. It is. I understand. But, like, an intimidation tactic for 48 hours? I mean, they got Why all not? the time in the yeah, world. they... Why do anything? Why do anything at all? They didn't know the dragons were going to come. <clears throat> as far as but, the Night King was concerned, like all he had to do is just sit there and wait for these guys to die from the cold and then just enlist them in the army. Yeah, they're, better, the they're better fresh. They have nothing else to do. Yeah, they'll, I, they're less likely to fall apart. I guess, I guess, I don't know. I guess I was just nitpicking, but in the sense of a, of a tactic, like you, you, you take care of these enemies and then turn them in, a, at as, in an efficient manner because... From here on, as the story progressed, there was this idea that the the army of the dead was trying to get to the wall as quickly as possible. But I guess in the sense, there's that total, there is that story ideal that, hey, look, it doesn't matter how fast we get there. We're going to win anyways. Hey, they've been there before, so they unlocked the area for fast travel. So I understand. They unlock that part of the map already. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's, that's, nah, it's not Assassin's Creed. Uh <laughs> Ass ass in Creed. My one problem with episode, this episode had actually nothing to do with anything beyond the wall. It was the conversations between Sansa and Arya. Oh, me I too, man. Gri- they were getting on my nerves, man. Both of them were so annoying to me in this episode. And yeah. I don't think... And I think it's inconsistency in writing with these characters. Like, I think... 
had George R.R. R. Martin, had they taken George R.R. R. Martin's direct writing from the books, had we had books, that those seasons wouldn't have played out the way they did. Um, yeah. It just seems like... I wonder if he's sitting in on the writer's room. I think he is, for sure. <laughs> not, not for this or season. Or just consulting. Really? Not at all for yeah, this season? Yeah, he was working on the book the whole time this season. Whoa. So he just gave him an outline, cliff notes, and be like, hey, this is the points I'm hitting. Yeah. I wonder how the book is going to turn out compared to the this season. Completely different. I actually want to start reading the books now. Just, I'm getting. First I'm one. just Wait, so you can inundated. Read? Yeah, man. I I have actually been working really hard. And you realize that's great. You know, that's amazing. You realize that if you can't read, you can't use like a, a smartphone. That's crazy. I mean, if you can't that's read, not you, you have more accessibility. Problems no, no. <laughs> I mean, I no. I refuse that. <laughs> I I rebuke that statement, and I I ask the judge to revoke whatever was just said. Let let the record show that the person who just said that is stupid. Cool. So do we have any questions from Patreon? <laughs> yeah, let's jump to some questions because I don't know what just happened right there. Uh, your boy Eric Andrews at What's up, Eric. Your boy Eric Andrews. I know that's him. Not, that's not. I know him. At your boy. This Eric is from Andrews. Patreon. He says Obi Wan Kenobi movie exclamation point three times theories exclamation point. Well, Eric. Today's your lucky day. <laughs> what are everybody's theories? None. Ewan McGregor is <laughs> coming you, back. Love you, Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ewan McGregor is coming back for shout. That's I, my only theory. I hope. I hope. That's the theory. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got. That's I have no I opinions. This know, is not man. a movie that I needed. Is it a movie that you want, though? Now that it's been announced, you're like, oh, I guess I kind of maybe. No. It's not a movie that I want. It's not a movie that I needed. It's a movie that I'm going to see. It's a movie I'm probably going to like, <laughs> but I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. I don't need it, but I'll probably watch it anyway. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's how I felt about Han Sometimes, Solo. Sometimes it. Disney does that. <laughs> okay. Actually, they do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys have any theories for what the story is going to be about? I don't know, man. It could honestly really be anything at this point. I mean, Obi-Wan had quite a few adventure Mm-hmm. Quite After your adventure, <laughs> you think Luck's gonna be in it? Luck Ski Whacker, Ski Walker. I don't know who that is. Who is that? <laughs> Main character from the original trilogy. He's gonna be in Force Awakens. <laughs> so you? I think I have predictions. I'm just skipping right past that. My actual prediction is that it's after. <laughs> it's before a new hope. I think it's. I think the story will end before Rogue One. Yeah. Obi -Wan yeah, I think you're probably right. It's obviously going to be when he's older because Ewan McGregor has aged a bit since 2005. Surprising enough. What do you think? 10, 15 years after Episode Three. Possibly. Possibly. Okay. 10, 15 years. I think he's going to be doing. I think he's going to be living on Tatooine, hanging out, Getting making tattoos. fires, hanging out with Lux Kleewak Gallagher. No, he. No? No, no, no. I don't no. know who that is. I have no idea who you're trying to say it is. Yes, you do. No, I don't, mm -hmm. dude. I really don't. Yeah, I'm, you do. I'm, just, I'm asking you. This Come is on, they know. You guys know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you in Dan Isle? Okay, what do you guys think? Jeremy, any theories? Uh, no, none. <laughs> no theories here. No theories here, boss. <laughs> hey, dude. I'm just excited. 
Yeah. I'm down. Dude, anything Star Wars, I'll watch it. Yeah, man. I just haven't gone around to watching Rebels. <laughs> Rebels. Stop yelling at me. Rebels. Um, do you want to grab one from a different book? Uh, Patrick Smith, j- just to get this question out of the way before we... Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who have been asking this one. Um, Defenders Thoughts comes from uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Smith. Sorry. Um, I haven't watched Defenders yet. Nor have I. I haven't either. I mean, so. I mean I've watched, I think, the first episode and... Um I mean, it's not it's not terrible. Like I don't I enjoy it. Like I there's a very good chance that in the next two or three episodes I'm gonna be super into it. It's you're, just you're not into it so far, huh? I mean, I'm gonna keep watching it mm-hmm. and assume that it's gonna like catch my attention, but it's kinda it's very familiar. It's not something that's like really like jumping out at me, like, oh, this is an incredible show. It's it's very kind of familiar, same mm-hmm. characters all coming into one group. So, I, I mean, we'll see. Avengers was a little bit different because the worlds were so far apart. Mm-hmm. And you had these big worlds all coming together and finding each other, and it was a really cool experience to see. Whereas at Defenders, it's just in New York. Like, for me, like, how do you not know about a dude with an iron fist that blew out an entire wall, and you're someone that's supposed to be up to date with news and crime. I'm a little, I'm a little sad that in the promo art and or like the promo stuff, there's no one's really wearing their costumes. Like Daredevil's not really wearing a costume. I know Jessica and Luke don't really have costumes, but like, like Iron Fist got a costume. Why hasn't he worn it in his show in the Defender show? Mm. It's a little disappointing. So yeah, I don't. I mean, for me, it's like I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to go into it like assuming like the best intent ever. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. cause it's Marvel and they're great at what they do at this point. I've watched the, like the first episode and I'm not, I'm not really yeah. pushing watching that show, like mission critical. Like I am with game of Thrones or like I am. With, I'm like, definitely not in a race to watch defenders, yeah. but I will. And I will finish it. Unlike iron fist. I haven't still haven't finished iron fist. So dude, it sucks. Damn. <laughs> But even just looking at the promo and the hype and the the behind the scenes stuff for Daredevil season one, mm-hmm. and even Jessica Jones, like the the work that goes into those shows, mm-hmm. are like you can see the passion. Like totally. there's articles in the ASC magazine, American Cinematographers Society. They have a magazine and they talk about establishing and developing the look for season one of Daredevil. And there was so much care put into that. Daredevil's it. my favorite by far. Oh, yeah, no, I believe Any it. of them so far. Yeah. Probably Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Okay. I'm excited for Iron the Punisher, Fist. though. Punisher's going to be sick. Punisher's going to be, like, a completely different experience. Honestly, yeah. man, like, I'm, I'm going to call it right now. It's probably going to be... Daredevil and Punisher, like in a like a very yeah. close first place for me. Yeah, I've, Daredevil was incredible. I love that show. See, I've heard Defenders and Iron Fist was both rushed, but Punisher they've been working on that yeah. since like the middle or the beginning of season two of Daredevil. That's amazing. Or something like that. It's gonna be so like they've good. been working on it for a while. So well, it's like that's like two years. It's gonna be like two years when it finally comes out. Yeah, Almost. they probably had something in mind when they yeah, were doing Daredevil awesome. season two. 
I'm ex- I'm super excited to see Punisher. That's yeah. great. I'd you guys love see the John. trailer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Eh. John Bernthal is so good, eh. man. He's so good at what he does. Love that guy. Yeah, and it's John Bernthal. Yeah. He's going to do great. You got one, Noel? Yeah. Uh, Katie Arnett from Face of the Book. Face of the Book. Uh, what are the most fun scenes for you guys to shoot? So... Uh, she didn't clarify, but I think what she means is: Do you like what are more? F- what's more fun to shoot? Heavy acting scenes, crazy action scenes, uh, just like really awesome landscapes, uh, silly scenes. I don't know. It really just depends on the mood and the story, I guess. It depends on the scene, but I can tell you that for me personally, action scenes are more fun to watch. They are not fun to make. Yeah. They can be very, very stressful. And very just time, time specific. Yeah, very over. It's honestly, it's just a very overwhelming feeling because you mm. have as at least as an actor, a director is a little bit different. Like I, I've never directed an action sequence, so I'm not necessarily sure. But as an actor, there's just a lot of things going on. Like you, there are so many layers that you have to make sure that you at least touch on mm-hmm. or build upon as an actor and also as a stunt person if you're doing your own stunts. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very time-consuming and very overwhelming. Because actors are focusing on the emotional aspect plus all the technical yep. steps, too. Exactly. So it's, the it's, choreo. It can be very tricky. Um, I think my... F- my f- I, I don't know, like, there's no, I guess, one sequence or kind of sequence that I enjoy um, or scene, that is, but... I can give you an example. Um, my, I think the the most fun I've ever had on set was pr- as as an actor was probably either the thing that we did together for an outside project. For can I say? For ne- the network. The network should no. Not I yet. can't. Say. I mean, we mentioned it before. We probably shouldn't until it's out. Yeah, I can't. I can't say for what network it was for, but that was a really great time. I think just because. I think we're all Patreon people know. Yeah, you guys like, already know. We we were all about it. running on like four cylinders. We were all together, all at once, all at our professional best, and then we 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 hit it real hard. And it was that entire experience was incredible. But I think, other than that, would probably have to be Deadpool. Deadpool versus Deadpool. That was such a great experience. Even though I had the flu, like. Looking back on that experience, that was so much fun, dude. Like, oh my God, that was so fun. Yeah. And also, like, I think looking back, too, it all has to do with the experience in general, like, personally and professionally. In general? Like, you you have to take your context. Like, that was our first project that, other than Nightwing, that went really well. It really, and it went really well. Like, we, we had this idea that we went through and we pushed each other to do it, and like it, it became something that be, is now a part of our existence. It's part of our backlog yeah. of like popular projects. It's so, our second most viewed video. Yeah, and then the, we yeah. had to go through speed bumps with that before totally. and even after <laughs> it was released. Yeah, we shot the whole thing once we. Yeah, yeah, it we was, shot Deadpool versus Deadpool twice. Yeah, <laughs> with me as Deadpool yeah. the first time. It that was, was fun, interesting. Man. That was. A, Do we still have the footage for that? If you saw the footage, I didn't keep any of it, remember? I don't know. We can we check. We can yeah, look for it. Maybe make a vlog it. out of it. <laughs> See, that That was a fun version. shoot. I was actually, I was a, I was AD. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed being AD. You got promoted to star. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a, 
it's different for me because I'm both in front of the camera and behind the camera. Shooting action scenes is more fun than shooting dialogue scenes as a director. As an actor, shooting dialogue scenes is more fun than shooting action. Shooting a dialogue scene with like a really like dope scene yeah, partner, get, someone yeah. who's really talented, yeah. and you're just kind of like feeding off of each other and just being in the moment and just acting and just yeah, just playing off of each other. Like that scene with me and you at the end of uh, Nightwing the series, mm-hmm. even though I, I still think we can do that like... I think we can do, we do it a million even, times better. Even better I mean, now. We're seasoned actors now. Wait, I yeah. think we can do it a billion. A billion? But seriously, uh, like scenes like that, where you just get to kind of be emotional. Even just on the short film we just shot, mm-hmm. I kind of got to to play a little bit for the first time in a really long time. Actually play yeah. as an actor. And it was so much fun. And I was like on cloud nine the entire shoot because I was like, this is so much fun. Like I got, I'm finally getting to perform again. I missed this so, so much. I can't oh, wait yeah. to do it again. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's different. Like for me, I think the big one with that big network one, just to kind of play off you, dude, is like I got to. Oh, yeah. There was a there's a professional actress with credit. Mm-hmm. So I was I got to really. And she was. She is amazing. Yeah. She's and, I, and I got to I got to see. OK, like, all right. I see you. Let me see if I can keep up or maybe do a little bit better. And um, having you guys there was an interesting dynamic because I got to see how much I've grown, I think. And then, like, you have the idea of, like, these people that have seen you grow and say, hey, look, try it this way or try it that way. And then you see the reaction based off of how you've given me the feedback. And then when I do it that way, you're like, oh, shit. Okay, got it. (laughs) So it was I can I can totally see where you're coming from. When you when you play with an actor that knows how to act, it's it's a completely different experience. I can only imagine being on set with someone like Ryan Reynolds or someone like Chris Pratt or or like Brie Larson and being being able to Or Leo Dio. Or Le, I mean Imagine sharing a scene with Ryan Gosling, bro. Dude, that that like just being able to play off each other, I can imagine like, oh, this is why you guys do this full time. Understood. <laughs> got I got it. What about you, Noel? Um my favorite My favorite kind of scenes to shoot as an actor are the sh- scenes where I get to play a character that is extreme. Any any kind of extreme, whether it be extremely stupid or extremely like crazy. I like and I get to, because seeing specifically, I, I recall on Joker v. Joker, I can't remember what it was that I did, but getting your guys' reaction was what, like, kept me going. Like, I was like, oh, I guess I'm doing something good. Okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> so being able to play an extreme character. Oh, I think, I mean, for me, it's interesting because I used to, I, I see great acting, and I see when there, when it's extreme to its its excess, right? Like, you see Gary Oldman and, like, not Gary Oldman. Why do I always say that? You see Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood, and that like that that last sequence that you see between him and Paul Dano, and you're like, whoa, like this is heavy. This is really dark. Um, and you're like, this is very extreme. Like this, these are two actors in character, really pushing themselves together, playing off of each other. Or you see like the Joker and his dialogue between you know, Heath Ledger Joker between Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. And you're like, what? Dude, that yeah. scene between Batman and the Joker in the interrogation room is one of my favorite scenes 
in any superhero movie. No, of course. That one is mm-hmm. incredible. I think honestly, like as as an actor, I think I I loved that scene. That scene was more of like a shock value, more shock value, more character character building. Whereas Aaron Eckhart and Heath Ledger as Joker and Two Face together yeah. was very personal. Yeah. That was a like and for very. me, I was for me, I put myself in that situation and I I was fearful and I was scared as both characters. Mm-hmm. As a Joker, playing the Joker, if I was in that situation, I would be fearful for my life in, in, in a certain sense, right? And then you have Aaron Eckhart, who's not only angry, but also fearful that this, in the back of his mind, because he's so, he's so tormented by hate, anger, anguish, and honestly, pain, probably. And you have this crazy dichotomy between the two happening, and then... You see that and you're like, this is incredible. I love this as an actor. I don't, but then when I would realize it, I don't know if I would, me, like as an actor, if I'd be able to rise to that. Like you enjoy it. I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as you enjoy it, playing an extreme character. Yeah. Like for me, I think I realized that I like more subtle characters after I dived more into it. Like I love, I love the way that Leonardo DiCaprio plays his characters because he's more on a subtle basis, but he'll mm-hmm. shock you every once in a while. Yeah. And you, you hear Martin Scorsese talk about all the time. It's like, you have one scene where Leo will be so over the top, and then for the rest, he's very different in each take, but it's all subtle differences. Mm-hmm. But there's that one take, he's like, that I very rarely use that is so extreme that it's completely different. And I think... I think it'd be cool to be able to play on that, but I don't know if I could be able to do it. Fair enough. What about you, Jeremy, from a cinematographer's perspective? My favorite scenes to shoot as an actor. <laughs> Kidding. I don't act. <laughs> I am the character. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, as a cinematographer. <laughs> I don't know. That's Action scenes are fun to shoot, but... It's most rewarding to watch it after to see the result. Mm-hmm, I agree. The dramatic scenes, though, is really fun to shoot for me personally just because generally I have a lot more time to craft the shot. Like with everything that goes into crafting a shot and just making sure that the shot really conveys whatever it is the actor is bringing to the table. And that's tough because you're thinking of a million different things of how, like, because you have the camera and you have the lights, where are you going to put everything, you know, to show the story? Because when you're in film school, you tend to fall into a thing where they call just getting the coverage, which is um, basic standard shots. Like, you get the wide establishing, and then you jump in for a medium, and then for a close-up to get, you know, detail, and then insert of whatever props that you're using, like, standard four-shot coverage, and film students generally just fall into that wheelhouse whenever they're like, okay, let's shoot the scene, and then you shoot that exact coverage, and you start to wonder why do you need some of these shots, or how can you tell the story in a more fluid way by not falling into that standard? So that's the tricky part about shooting drama or just any kind of dialogue like that, and... When you're shooting scenes between two characters like that, there's not as many setups as doing action stuff. So, for example, 
what a setup is is anytime you change the camera's position or change the lens, that's a new setup. So on a drama scene, let's say, in one single day, in a normal 12-hour day, um, you usually do around five to ten setups, you know? On any kind of indie movie, short film, commercial, or whatever, it's five to ten setups on average, maybe 15, um, depending on what kind. That's a lot of setups. 15, that's a lot. Yeah, but for drama. So shooting action, though, I've only really shot action with Ismahawk. So we do it all in one day for some reason, mostly. Sometimes mostly, we do two. but like, yeah, we, we very have rarely two, do two. So we do, let's say we do two shoot days, which more recently we've been doing two shoot days. Because we're tired. An action <laughs> thing that's like five minutes long, you're doing like we finish 40 shots, 40 setups a day, 40 setups a day. Like, I don't have time to Dude, really fine tune anything. Is... So, I mean, but. You see the result, and it's like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome, because you're watching the action. You're not... For the stuff that we do, we release on YouTube. Like, we're not going to festivals or anything like that. We're not trying to win awards. So, as long as the you see the action and you get the effect that you want, most of the stuff in the background is like, oh, that's good enough, you know? And that's a bad way of looking at it, I know, but when you have to do 40 setups a day, that's how you're going to have to do it. But then when you sit down and do a drama scene between two characters just talking, you have a, like maybe 10 setups at most, not even, well, the just trying to get that coverage. The, going off of what you're saying, the, to give some people context that have never shot like that before, right? Like that 40 action sequences that we do, that's heavily planned. Yeah, we, it is we, heavily yeah, planned. Yeah, we plan out that choreography. Why do you think it takes so long to make each of these videos? Mm-hmm. Exactly. We plan each video for months yeah. mm-hmm. before we actually get on set to shoot it. Yeah. Whereas with drama, if these actors have only seen each other for an audition, they've only seen each other for mm-hmm. maybe maybe a rehearsal. I mean, there are directors out there that don't even do rehearsals. Not even. Jan and, and Noel <laughs> shot all their dialogue and whatnot. Uh, that was the first day you yeah. guys did it, right? I met I mean, him yeah. in character. Not in character, but in costume. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, like, that's a little bit different because, and that's where it gets tricky when you have, like, you have these movies like John Wick is a great example, or you have Game of Thrones. When you see these battle sequences plus all of the dialogue <laughs> they have shot within that episode, you're mm-hmm. like, dude, this took forever mm-hmm. to make. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because dialogue is just as time-consuming and just as exhausting as action sequences, but on a different level and in a different way. Dude. I was watching how they do, like, the behind the scenes of how they do the action scenes for Game of Thrones. And I was looking at it, and I was like, this is insane. Like, how are they doing it, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, I just, like, took a step back and looked at it. And I was like, they're... And they showed, like, their storyboard sequence and how they structure their shot list. And, like, yeah, we want this coverage. I'm like, they do the exact same thing as us. Their budget is just way higher, and they have more time. And they have dragon money. They have a lot more... Well, like, that, yeah, higher budget, more... uh, Which means more hands, more... More hands on deck. Yeah, and just, like, more time to do everything. But, like, we've got the concepts down. Like, we do it exactly like they do, basically. We just don't have as much time... We don't have nearly as enough, money, enough money yeah, or resources. Money. But yeah, I thought it was cool because I was watching how they were like, yeah, we yeah. want to get this shot and this shot. And I was just like, 
I forget you guys do it the same way. You guys do the like plan it out the same exact way. You got to get this shot of Tyrone. You got to get this shot of Daenerys. You got to get this shot of of Jamie Lannister. You got to get all these shots, uh, and there's all specific. Oh, got to get an over the shoulder, and it's like it's older, older. I don't know. It was, it was cool. It was cool to watch because I was like, okay, so we're these guys aren't gods that were born with this amazing technique. They just. They're really good at what they do. They're more experienced, and they just have more time and more money. But like, we'll get there. Yeah, it's just it's just a taking. Take we'll do the a time. Blade Runner series. Okay, Sada. calm down. Tony. It'll be called <laughs> the Knife Sprinter. No, the Knife Walker. The Knife Sprinter. The Knife Walker. The Knife Walker. Yeah. Okay, got it. Understood. I hated that. And you could have <sighs> the, the Gun Sprinter. You know, because it's a war of escalation. Anyway, yeah. you got another uh, question, Real quick, my yeah. mentor, David Waldman, as I always quote him, uh, said, told the class that I was in one time, this is the thing he tells everyone, the quality that you see on screen, like in movies and feature films, let's say, like who have theatrical releases who are usually in the running for Oscars and stuff like that and awards, it's all a game of inches. Like, nudge this a little bit that way, nudge that a little bit that way. It's just fine-tuning every detail, not just a big brush over the entire image. But, like, what separates the really great from the good is just that, just tiny little details. And it might not seem much when you're doing it, but in the long run, when everything is together, you see how much of a difference it is mm-hmm. between those couple of inches yep. and the broad strokes. That's tricky, But that's dude. because they have way that more is, time, you know? That sounds impossible, but that's amazing. Uh, Brett Miller at BM underscore six string asks, what are some experiences that are on your guys' bucket list? Bucket list? Yeah. Um, hmm. Before you croak, what are some things that you want to do? I want to go into space. I want to go to Mars. Really? You yep. want to go to Jason Mars? Okay. Want to go to thirty seconds to Mars? Yeah, I want to go to to Mars in thirty seconds. You guys. That would suck. That would be a rush. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful. <laughs> what if it means you can never come back? Good. <laughs> that sucked. I hated that. I hated where we're at Good. right now. Uh, don't like that feeling. So let's move on. <laughs> so what you if wanna... you had a chance to go there tomorrow okay. but you can never come back then I won't go I, st- I still have a lot more to do here on this planet before I go to Mars it's my future <laughs> what about you Mr. Lee uh. I would also like to see uh, a solar eclipse from within the path of totality um, 2024 let's do it God, that's a ways. What are this? Some, I want to climb bucket. Mount Everest. Really? Let's fucking Naked. do it. Naked? Nope. That's <laughs> no. Nah, you probably die. No, you, you'll die. definitely die. You not definitely probably. Die. That's, not a, that's not a probable. Wasn't there someone who made it up like three quarters of the way up Mount? Your Everest? wiener will flick, flake off. It'll just <laughs> flake off. <laughs> you okay, Tony? You good? <laughs> oh. My God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was a bit classless, I suppose. <laughs> uh, kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to climb up Mount Everest? Yes. Is that it? 
Like, no, I'm gonna... off. <laughs> oh, we're still on. We're still talking about that. <laughs> like a hey, croissant because it's, it's so cold. It'll just oh, croissant. Flaky, just God. like flaky, a flaky buttery crust. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, not just climb Mount Everest. Shoot up there. That'd be cool. Yeah. You want to lug all your heavy ass gear all the way on top of Mount Everest and then? No, he's gonna have an assistant. I guarantee it. How about skydiving? Do you want to do skydiving? I'll skydive. I'll skydive. Let's let's go skydive for someone's birthday. Who said I have to carry the equipment up? I'm going to have a helicopter bring it up there once I reach the top. That makes sense. Okay. Any other bucket list experiences that you can think of? Uh, Go to Mars. Hell yeah. Mars buddy over here. Go to the moon. I want to fly to the moon. The hollow moon? Yeah, the hollow moon. I want to knock on it. What are some? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can uh-huh. do an easy one, uh, the the obvious one, and just say a f- become a famous filmmaker, become a successful filmmaker. Like that is, it's been my dream since I was eight years old. Uh, I would l- very much like to see that come true. So that's definitely on my bucket list. But I'm uh, just gonna set that aside and say it's just something that I want to experience. I don't want to climb Mount Mount Everest. I don't want to go to a different planet. I really just want to go to Japan. I've wanted to go to Japan my entire life. I've always wanted to go, and I really, really want to go. And I think me and Andrew are planning a trip out there, and I really, really hope that we can make it happen because I want to go me so too. freaking badly. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tone, Tone mm-hmm. Bias? Tone B. McGuire? A lot of stuff I'd like to do before, you know, I kick it, but... Yo, let's kick it! I think... Um a while there I really wanted to be I wanted to train to become a rescue um one of the rescue divisions in the air force uh one of the special ops divisions it's something I'd always I've always been interested in doing before just to have the experience to actually say I did it and actually go on a mission um I think another thing that I'd like to do is I'd like to be invited to the academy awards as a nominee as a nominee that's something I was that, just about to say. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I want uh, to say that I want to win an Academy Award. Yeah, I don't even, you know, honestly, like winning would be for cinematography. The last time that happened was like 1939. You can do it, man. Um, I believe in you. You're good enough. You're. I need you're to def- specify an Asian American winning the Academy Award. Who 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 was the other? Who was in 39? Who was who? Did James Howe. Can you explain to the fans if they don't know who that is? Who what he won for and what some of the things he's he's uh, known for. If you don't, if you don't great know, great cinematographer, it's great, great, it's okay, fantastic, got it. Uh, he actually pioneered a new technique, invented a new technique for shooting black and white film because in his time, there was only black and white film stock, and the way that black and white film stock reacted to certain spectrums of light, uh, people's eyes don't really show up that well. It just appears like black holes. So he invented a new technique to have reflective drapes behind the camera, so it reflects different lights spectrums onto the people's eyes so anyone with blue eyes will show up brighter on film damn what nationality was was he he is chinese chinese he literally changed the way things are seen yes and he was also before before digital cameras were a thing what but there's never been a vietnamese cinematographer to win the academy award no well i think there are Many. Honestly. Let's do it, guys. Let's make sure Jeremy. I, honestly, like, it'd be really cool to see any any one of you guys do it. For me, it's like one of the reasons why 
I I wouldn't like I'm not gonna like say no I don't want the Academy Award like obviously I'm gonna take it but <laughs> and I will take it gladly I will be ecstatic if I ever won an Academy Award for anything but for me it's like just to be nominated to be a, to rub shoulders to be among the few that have been nominated in that Academy is just what what mm-hmm. so. For me, I don't know if I'd ever be as good enough to be to win, but I think to I be think nominated be to would be an incredible experience. Incredible. Um, For me, a nomination is a win. Yeah, same. It means that generally people think that you're good enough to win. They think that you could win. There are people out there who believe that you should win. That's enough for me. Yeah, that's and that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> How? All right. Thanks. James James Wong Howe, ASE, Chinese, Chinese American cinematographer who worked over 130 films. He was a wow. master at the use of shadow and was one of the first to use deep focus cinematography, in which both foreground and distant planes remain in focus. That's amazing. So we got a lot of stuff on our bucket list that yeah, we want to accomplish. Stuff, yeah. I think I don't, I, I mean I'm sure I'd I'd come up with a bunch of other stuff but He was nominated for 10 Academy Awards wow. winning twice once for Rose Tattoo uh 1955 and HUD in 1963. 63 okay. Judged to be one of history's 10 most influential cinematographers. You got it some big shoes to fill man. You can do it. <laughs> we got to get you to stop screeching though. Never. Okay. We got a lot of a uh, a lot of bucket lists. The size of a tangerine. The size of a tangerine. A lot of a uh, lot of stuff we need to accomplish in our lifetime. And uh, you know what? I'm just very uh, I'm very happy personally that I get to do oh, with you wait. guys. There is one that that I've wanted to do since I was a kid. I've wanted to live in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That is on my bucket list. I I I've told myself since I was a little kid, I will live in New York at one point in my life. Would you look at that? Just look at it. San Francisco. For you? Mm-hmm. I love San Francisco. I want to live in Never San Francisco been. so bad. Where do you want to live? Mars? On this planet. Mm. I don't know. I've never really thought of it. Never thought of like... I told my mom I wanted a house in LA, in San Francisco, and New York. Oh. I guess that answers that question then. What about you? I was Um, 10. I was 10. I was stupid. Um, Nah, man. You could do it. Uh, If I I wanted to live anywhere, oh, I don't know. Probably New York. Me and Noel will lose the streets. We'll we'll make a musical in New York called Newsies. I've never been been to New York, so I can't really say that I want to live there. It's the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. What dream tomato? Okay. Uh, no, I, I need to go there to see if I, I actually like it. But I really do think that San Francisco is more the city for me. I feel like Fair it's enough. more my speed. Uh, New York seems very uh, aggressive. And that's totally cool. But uh, there's a, a laxness. Definitely my jungle. There's a, lackne- a laxness about jungle. San Francisco. Yeah. It's New York on the West Coast. Concrete jungle. Definitely my place to be. You just... Just works. Okay. On I, that note, oh. I don't even know if I want to live in the U.S. 
later in life. Yeah, I want to travel honestly. a lot. Yeah, I want to live in so Italy. We'll There's a place right outside of uh, Brunello Cuccinelli's uh, factory. Is it a place between uh, two Brunello Cuccinelli. Uh, Bruno Cuccinelli. Bruno Cuccinelli. Picture it. Stop Sicily. That. Okay. He's, the king of, he's, he's the king of king cashmere. Of rock and roll. And you need to king shut of, your mouth. King yes. of cashmere. He makes the best cashmere sweaters in the entire world. They're truly real cashmere. So you need to shut up. I would like to live there at least one year of my life. And I would like to make have him make me custom sweaters. Lots I mean, of cashmere? Yes. <laughs> I'd like that. Are you going to get like... A custom. Bespo- I can't remember where it's at, but it's like this nice little, it's this nice little town that's like basic that lives off this factory. They all work there. Mm. It's nice. It just sounds. Are you gonna nice get to- like a bespoke Brooks Brothers. Wow, Brooks Brothers suit. That is actually that is also uh, like a goal of mine. Just like not even a bucket list thing. Like or just I'm going get, to do it. Get a bespoke suit anywhere on like Severo. Yeah, that's really honestly like just to go to me and Jeremy. One day we'll go to Milan, darling Milan, and. We- <laughs> We're going to we're going to sit down and have tailors make us a true to self suit bespoke, and it is going to be incredible because we're gonna you're gonna have cigars. We're gonna no, I hate cigars. You're gonna have crack. No, I hate cigars. You love crack. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, okay. that's not it. Don't do that, guys. No. Uh, we're gonna have some nice fifteen year, maybe some twenty year red breast. Because if you go yep. to any place in Savile Row, they're gonna have the best whiskey. In probably the world. You know, in here, in Las Vegas, on the Strip, in City Center? Stitched. St- yeah, Stitch has, yeah. like, any, if, even if you just go in for a consultant, they'll give you a glass of fine scotch and a cigar while I, you wait. And, I wonder and, how much your consultation costs. You I don't know. know. They, <laughs> you know I don't know how the, much the consultation. I don't know if, it depends on the suit, I think. It also depends on who you are. Like where if, you're from if you're you like do. if you walked in as tom ford they're not going to tell you hey we need a uh, we need this much money you're like i'm tom ford i'm not paying you anything i should pay I, you okay. should pay me to to be looking at me yeah <laughs> you, i should be Did i you? should be getting paid just walk in here honestly <laughs> so yeah it just i think it just depends on who you are i think a lot of celebrities have gotten their suits i think i just right off the top of my head i think drake has been in there and just anyway yeah. Anyways, sorry. Lots of stuff on the bucket list. Lots Off of places to live, places to go, things to do, worlds t- to conquer. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys like the show, check out our Patreon. Support it. Help us. Help us make vlogs. Help us make videos. We're doing lots of stuff. It's great. Yeah, YouTube's ad revenue sucks, so help us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Danny Lachep. Jeremy's at Jeremy Lee with three Ys. Noel's at Noel Chef And... Tony is at Walk On Tony. What to do, baby boo? Walk on, Tony. Just keep walking. Just keep walking on. Keep walking hey. on, Tony. So I once knew a guy who was so cool. His name was Tony. That's it. Got it. Okay. It's good to know. I once okay. knew a guy who had a beard. His name was Tony. Man, this is leak. One time, I met this guy in high school. His name was Tony. He played football. He's kind of a bro. Then we made an Ant-Man video together mm. that never saw the light of day. It never appeared on the internet, but I found out that Danny Chandia has all the footage for it. Yes, we still need to get that footage. Got to get that footage. You guys need to see that footy. Oh, he needs to take my... Um... <laughs> uh, he's he's going to be the next guy to take my headshots. 
You can take. He's gonna. He's gonna sh- shoot you Whoa. in the head with the sniper rifle. What? Headshots. That got real dark real quick. Boom. Headshot. Boom. Headshot. No. Boom. Headshot. No. Boom. Headshot. Nope. Three sixty like, no scope, bro. I feel like we bro. need to close out now. That's a. I was like, boom. Headshot. Camera's been. It hasn't been recorded hey man, wh- for the last ten minutes. Why are you holding that knife? What are you talking about, man? Leaving. Everybody knows uh, you run faster with a knife in your hand. Out like a baby, uh, you know. <laughs> your knife pointing straight up, right? <laughs> I don't care who you are, where you we are. Fucking close out. What you are. We're done. We're closed. Oh. I kind of closed it out. I closed it out five minutes ago. Why did you guys stand up? I just keep going unless you guys stand up. Hello and welcome to Alec Talk. It's Moxie Culture. Okay. I thought you stood up and turned the camera on. I thought you stood up and I thought you stood up and turned so me on, rolling. Daddy. Yeah. Well, man, well, man, just keep rolling, 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 keep no! rolling, 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 rolling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa! And welcome to Hot Talk. It's Moxie Culture back as we talk about these never stuff and all sorts of awesome. My name is Dan Shepard. I was just a bunch of gibberish. If this is the first like time Sylvester Stallone. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We're done with that. 